he sucks and he'll always suck. <laughs> Welcome to Football Another F-Words, where we have not recorded in like six weeks. We know you're mad at us about that, but that's okay. This is the only official podcast that is uh, partially responsible for curing depression. It's, it's facts. Yeah. yeah. And I always Tested. laugh. Always laugh at our own damn intro because of your stupid little segment. Well, it's because I never know what's coming. And then I just, I'm like very surprised by you at all times. He sucks. He'll always <laughs> suck. Speaking of sucking, we're joined by co-host and producer, Zach. Hello, hello. Uh, on my right, again, the gentleman who was just speaking and writer for Music City Miracles, Mike Miracles. Hello, Mike. Hi. How are you? Uh, I, I'm, I'm okay. Oh, I'm, glad, good. I'm glad to be back in front good. of the microphone. Uh, all right. So, what is this, season three? Well, it's season two, technically. Season, of, of the, season two of the new F football and other F Season 2.5. Yeah. Wow. Let's go with Let's it. Let's make that confusing as hell. So, <laughs> like you it. know us. We make it all simple. <laughs> To my left, we're happy to have this gentleman on. This is a this is a a, a podcast fan favorite. We're going to get into that in a minute, so we can make that as creepy as possible. <laughs> uh, he is a tight end for the Tennessee Titans. He attended a very small and obscure college called Harvard <laughs> University. Is Anthony Ferkser? Hey, how's it going, guys? Appreciate you having me on. Hey, listen, glad to have you here. So, I'm I'm going to get right into the nitty gritty and the awkward questions right up front. They're, you know, it's it's off season, of course. Titans fans have a lot on their mind with this team. So naturally, I'm going to ask the, the awkward question up front. Does ketchup belong on a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. See, that's yeah. it's to me. I hate ketchup, though. So I usually go mustard. You know okay. what? Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Right there. Question. That's, that's, that's what I wanted to hear, because I, I don't care if you put ketchup on a hot dog, but mustard has to be there first. Mustard is the key. The key ingredient to a hot dog, besides bread and actual hot dogs, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. See, it's, we're already yeah, two we're for two. We're off to a we're we're good. We're off to a wonderful start. <laughs> yeah. If you said a hot dog is a sandwich and ketchup is the only condiment, I, I, we may have decided. We might have. We might have had <laughs> Huxley <laughs> escort you out. So. <laughs> no, we do appreciate you coming on. We um we've been looking forward to kicking off the new season. Think this is a, a you know a good guest, good starting point. Um, obviously the last. Several days in Nashville have been uh, quite interesting, to say the least. Uh, about a week ago, today's Tuesday, about a week ago today, unfortunately, Nashville was dealing with one of the worst tornadoes the city has ever had. Um, I know you spent uh, part of the weekend volunteering. Kind of tell us where you were at, just kind of your general impression of what, what you were out there experiencing and, and you know doing with the team. Yeah, so um, I was actually back home once when the tornado hit in Jersey, but... Um, yeah, once I got back on like Friday night um, and into Saturday morning when I went out to volunteer, I just saw all the devastation. Um, I went right into like North Nashville, which is one of like the harder hit areas. And um, yeah, just tree limbs stacked up on the side, roofs destroyed. But I mean, one bright side of that was seeing how many volunteers were outside. Like there was people like traffic, traffic cops trying to direct all the volunteers and figure out where to park. So it was just it's great amazing. seeing the community reach out like that and want to help and yeah I spent a couple hours out there I was handing out hot food from a hot, from a food truck to the people who've been without power um helping clean up here and there with the trees and all that stuff and then um on Sunday I actually headed outside to Hermitage um uh Nashville or Tennessee and um yeah so it seemed like there was less people out there but just because it's a more remote area but still like they need the volunteers and yeah we just helped 
logging trees up to the sidewalk while the NES was there trying to get power back onto the people. But still, there's a ton of volunteers and everyone was trying to help. So it was great seeing that. And we're just trying to restore the community. That was a lifelong national resident here. Actually, all, all three of us here yeah. are. And uh, we, uh, the city went through a tornado in the 2008 that one came through downtown and then 1998. 98 yeah 98's the one i remember being pretty bad 98 was actually was was the remember it was the one i remember the the most it actually took a very similar path and when it crossed um now nissan stadium there were several cranes that they were still using to build a complete stadium and it just threw the cranes across the stadium across the interstate so it was that was kind of remarkable to see but i have to say after after seeing some of the damage firsthand myself it was pretty significant it was oh yeah the most shocking amount of natural disaster damage i've ever seen and in, in, you know in yeah, person. It's, it's easily the worst that i've seen firsthand but but like you said the the response from the community has been great um you know the titans the predators nashville sc you know all the all the teams here i think contributing and kind of leading those efforts is is huge and nashville is a special place um you know we we've been through those tornadoes that you talked about the flood in 2010 um we always bounce back and uh the community really bonds together over stuff like this and and you know i think it that's always cool to see even if uh if it's brought about by terrible circumstances well and i gotta say you know very very cool of you very cool of the titans organization to get out there and do that so you know as a national resident thank you for doing that it, yeah. it really does not surprise me the way this city is and the way that team participates in the community so you know that's that's phenomenal so awesome you know thank you for that um so i want to back up obviously to the end of last season which probably did not end the way y'all wanted to end it you know you want to go one more game so let's uh let's start with kind of the part where we're getting into the playoffs at what point in the locker room did you see that the team was there was just no way that the team was not bought in that they were just willing to go to war for each other basically um yeah i mean i think a big moment was um like we had that uh, the first Houston Texans game, and I mean I remember it personally because I had a unfortunate play that happened Certainly. to me, and yeah. yeah, so that was and we we couldn't end up winning the game and having a good shot at the playoffs. But that next week coming in, like we didn't get phased like one bit. There was no like look back like hey this might not happen. This like we still knew there was going to be a chance and we were going to make it happen like no matter what. So even with that negative outcome like our team was still always looking forward coach Rabel did a great job of always like telling us looking one week ahead like don't focus on all the outcomes and all the possibilities and all like all that stuff so I mean our team just bought into that method and we just went day by day and we knew we could make it happen and make a run so day by day leads you to New England and you caught if I'm not mistaken you caught your first postseason touchdown how did that feel yeah, that was it was unbelievable. Um, yeah, I was kind of close to home too. So I grew up in New Jersey, played at Harvard, was all around like the Patriots aura, like my whole four years there. Went to like the Super Bowl like um, party in Boston when they won versus uh, the Falcons. So um, yeah, it was great to be back in there. I had about thirty people of like my family and friends. I was just gonna watch ask me. You had, yeah, so, you had a lot of family there. Yeah, I had a ton of support, and that was awesome to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was just trying to do my role however I could help the Titans. And um, yeah, it turned out that I had a shot at the red zone and Ryan made a great pass. Protection held up. Dion made a great block 
to keep Ryan safe. And yeah, I just had to make the catch. Was that a was that a play and a look that you guys were expecting to get going into that game? Was that something that was kind of built in on the front end that that you knew if you got that look in the red zone, that was where you were going? Yeah, it was something we looked at. We knew they blitzed a lot. I think they played cover zero that play. Yeah. So it was all man to man. So we were prepared. We knew we had to get the ball out quick and a lot of those looks. So um, I felt man coverage. I knew I had to kind of make some type of move to get enough separation. And yeah, Ryan didn't get phased by the pressure at all and made a great throw. When when you're going into a, a situation like that and you know you're one-on-one against a guy, the, the move that you put on him, it, it, is it a feel thing or is it something that you've kind of got a plan going into the snap or are you just kind of feeling his leverage and then playing off of that? Yeah, I think it's a combination of both. Um, it definitely is a feel thing depending on how he plays. But um, yeah, with like the release pattern, I felt him jump outside and I was able to kind of lean it and give him a little like subtle fake. I knew it had to be quick too because of the pressure. Um, but yeah, he kind of bid on that and I was able to make enough room to get to the end zone. Fantastic. Did you keep the football? Oh yeah. You yeah, did? I kept it. Did yeah. you make I, sure when you grabbed it, like I'm not letting <laughs> my hands off this? Yeah, I think I threw it away in the celebration <laughs> at first and went to celebrate with Tajay, but yeah, I talked to the equipment guys and they got me the football. I was like, I need to have this one. <laughs> so so where is that football now? Yeah, it's in a it's in a glass box back home in New Jersey. Fantastic. Yeah, my dad has a whole little collection of all the stuff from yeah, jerseys, balls, articles, so <laughs> Actually, I saw um, I saw an interview uh, with your parents, and I forget the news station <laughs> it was on, to where your father, as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, he almost looked like he was going to cry during the interview because he was talking about just how happy he was and his phone's blowing up. Oh, yeah. Everyone's texting it, blowing him up. Yeah, no, I think he was crying, and I was a little embarrassed to <laughs> be a part of that. But no, I mean, I have great parents and great support system, and yeah, they're just so proud of me, and they've worked so hard to – give me the opportunities in my life so I'm so thankful for them and yeah it's been an amazing ride and we're enjoying it as a family well and that wasn't even the end of the ride I mean that's that's and let me tell you as a a fan of this team to see not only your team advance but to get as far as the AFC championship game when (laughs) that (laughs) the end of the Patriots game would have finally sunk into me that this team has all the pieces to go all the way I'm thoroughly convinced that the Titans would absolutely win the Super Bowl. So tell me about what it was like walking off that field into the locker room. Was there a noticeable shift from the end of the season to, yes, we're going in the playoffs and we believe in ourselves, to we just beat the damn Patriots in their house and now we're advancing? Yes and no. I mean, we had, I mean, throughout the whole season, we had confidence in ourselves, And yeah. there was just these few games that kind of, yeah, either we weren't exactly on point, we didn't have the keys down, and they kind of just didn't shake out our way. We had a couple great finishes but I mean I think we just as a team we had the confidence that we could do this and we weren't really surprised by the outcome we knew if we all yeah kind of gave it our all effort um kind of study the game plan and we're just ready to go out there and play like we knew we could make it happen so I think we were just excited and ready for the next round after that going into excuse me going into Baltimore I'll I'll tell you this from a fan perspective I, I flew up to Baltimore went to the game and uh, actually, I'm never going to do that again. I'll tell you why. Switched four <laughs> planes in 24 hours. Did not stay long enough. I'm never, never doing that again. I will go to an away game, but not in that manner. But from a fan standpoint, walking into the stadium, that fan base was ready to roll. That fan base was ready to see a team led by Lamar Jackson that was going to absolutely demolish the Titans, right? At least in their eyes. So there was a fan sitting in front of me the whole time that kept turning around like every 30 seconds saying, you're going to meet Mr. Jackson. You're going to meet Mr. Jackson. I'm thinking, okay, it's fine. Whatever. I believe mm-hmm. in my team, but that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's fine. The pivotal moment in the game, and I, and I wanted to share this with you because I think you might find it entertaining. 
Derrick Henry started getting his groove. Now, I'm going to change the language a little bit because it was, not, I mean, this is a children's program, but, <laughs> but um, Derrick Henry started getting his groove. And a lady a few rows behind me yelled, now who the hell is this? And another fan next to her, another uh, you know Ravens fan, who was obviously pretty irritated with how the Ravens were playing, was saying, what do you mean who the hell is it? It's the, it's the NFL rushing leader, right? So trying to educate this woman, like the, the team that's kicking our ass, this is not unexpected. This is not unexpected out of this running back. A couple of plays later, Henry throws a touchdown pass over the middle. To, was it to Corey Davis? Yeah. Yeah, to Corey Davis. And the same lady screams out, now this son of a bitch is throwing touchdown passes. And I couldn't I couldn't keep it anymore. That was the point when I wanted to, if security would have let me run down on the field and celebrate. <laughs> so, I, you know, God, that moment was amazing. Tell me what you're thinking when you see your star running back throwing a touchdown pass over the center in, in a playoff game, no less. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I was amazed, but I wasn't amazed. I mean, that guy, that guy could do it all. Like, I mean, he's a freak athlete, freak strength, and just is determined to get it done no matter what it takes. And, um, yeah, I mean, we had kind of had been practicing that play um, in the past couple of weeks and kind of had it as a little switch up just because, we know, as soon as we hand the ball to Derek, he's not giving it up. So, I mean, we knew that the whole defense would converge and all he had to do was dump it over. It's phenomenal. And, yeah, he made a great jump throw. Yeah, uh, I know y'all won, but is there any better feeling than going in and beating Baltimore, but also watching? Did y'all see their fans leave in droves out the stadium? Is, yeah. that, is that a good feeling for yeah. for you guys? No, was, yeah, because when we got there, it was yeah, it was probably the loudest stadium I've ever played in, and they yeah. were geeked up. They've been off the bye, so they're ready to cheer on the Ravens. But um, yeah, kind of towards the end, it was just <laughs> getting silent in that stadium, yeah. and yeah, it was awesome to see for our team. Tell I mean, me. I couldn't imagine it. I mean, I just couldn't imagine beating a team that was favored so much and then turning up, like, you come off the field and you look up and then it's like, almost, they're almost all gone. So, actually, Zach brings up something that I kind of forgot about, and I'm glad he did. Um, again, standing in the stands, I'm like you. That was the loudest venue, away venue mm-hmm. I've ever been in. I was actually quite impressed at how loud and cohesive that group was. But particularly what struck me was um, – when the Ravens are getting ready to come out of the tunnel and they drop all the lights and the Titans oh, had yeah. just hit center field when they drop all the lights. I mean, what the hell is that like? Is there any point in you? Not, not that you're worried that you're going to lose the game, but where you <laughs> think to yourself, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, they got, yeah. The Ravens have yeah great dynasty and just like that whole, yeah. I feel like the defense they've created over the years, like they just use that as like an intimidation factor and, I mean, yeah, if you're not ready for that, but I who's, mean, all our guys were prepared. Yeah, whose idea was yeah. it to go out in the, on the center field during their thing to, as a the Titans unit and do whatever y'all were doing? It was hard to tell. I mean, I know yeah, y'all were I mean, dancing or getting pumped up or whatever. Yeah. But. yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I think they just tell us when to run out. We got out there. We do our normal, like, yeah. gather in the front, get hyped up, and then break it down. But, yeah, we got there. I just remember, yeah, it turned dark, like you said, and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a game. <laughs> it's so, on. It's yeah. on. So any any noticeable uptick in the locker room now that you've beaten Baltimore? I mean, um, that's got to feel a little more significant, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. I think I think our defense was geeked up for sure because they, um, yeah, I mean they practiced so hard all week and, um, yeah, I remember Marcus did a great job giving a look for Lamar Jackson because I know it's hard to mimic that speed in practice and teams aren't ready to react to how elusive he is on the field. So, um, but yeah, our defense did an amazing job. And yeah, just stopping him and making him get frustrated. And but yeah, no, I think we were, yeah, we were, we were excited. That's that's interesting you bring that up because I feel like, and you know, obviously it's a it's a touchy subject with Marcus is obviously going to move on to his career somewhere. But you bring up that he was giving a good look in practice leading up to that game. 
I'm interested to to kind of hear if you've got a little more insight on that, because I, I feel like things like that get reported sometimes and a lot of fans and maybe even some media members are like, Oh, okay. Like how actually useful is that? So it was useful. Yeah, no, it definitely translated to that game. I mean, we saw how we stopped Lamar Jackson and um, yeah, I mean, I think our defense, I mean, we gave a great look for the scout offense to give them and yeah, Marcus stepped right in there running full speed, every play given the reads. I mean, yeah, I think he was also like just watching film on Lamar Jackson and yeah. understanding the Ravens offense to give us even a better look. And yeah, I mean, that's what, I mean, you just want to make it as like, yeah, kind of just as natural as possible. Of so on offense and defense, you're trying to just spend that whole week practicing what you're going to get, what you're going to scout against. And I think, yeah, the Titan scout <laughs> offense and Marcus did a great job of giving the defense that look. You spent some time on, on the scout team early on in your Titans uh, career here. So how much time on when you're on that part of the roster how much time do you spend looking at the team that you're representing, representing. that week versus the titans actual offense you know as a as a tight end kind of trying to give a look um yeah i mean i guess it depends kind of where you are i mean if you're like a backup then not as much but i guess if you're on the practice squad and we want to kind of give a better look and a more like understanding we know that these guys might not yeah get a chance to get bumped up that week then they will kind of give a little focus on what we're looking for um, that week of practice. And, um, yeah, so it is like kind of, yeah, once in a while we will like look in, like we'll have some other coaches kind of take a chance of looking at the guys and helping like the scout team mimic what they're doing. Yeah. So did you keep the football from the AFC championship game? Yeah. I kept that one. Too. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> blame you. I, you got to keep. I know. Both. I'm wondering when I'm going to not like when I'm going to stop keeping them. Like I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think playoff touchdowns are. are no good no yeah. one is going to blame you if you keep all yeah, of them. I, know. I would yeah. keep every one of them. If yeah. you get to the point where you're no longer keeping NFL playoff touchdown footballs, then you've had an incredible career at that yeah, point. Yeah, so. yeah, maybe I still need that question. Like, when did he stop collecting? Yeah. Derek Henry's got somebody's lost in the garage at this point. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> so. You know, obviously the AFC Championship game did not go the way you wanted it. Obviously, it didn't go the way any of us wanted it. Do you watch the Super Bowl? Like, do you, can you bring yourself to watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, I did, but yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't as in tuned. I felt like, or <laughs> sure. yeah, like, none of us enjoyed it. Kinda, I can yeah. tell you that. Yeah, if yeah. it makes you feel any better, we spent most of the game uh, playing exploding kittens instead of watching it. Yeah, the the card games, like kind of yep, like Cards Against you. Humanity, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, no, I definitely wanted some distractions from sure. watching that. I mean, yeah, it's tough seeing the Chiefs go out there and pull another victory like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was a long season as well, too. So, I mean, of we're course. every day in and day out we're watching film, practicing, and just grinding. So, but. Do you take any solace at all from losing to the team that ended up winning the Super Bowl? It, does, that, does that make it feel any better, the loss? Hmm. I don't think so. I was more on the other side of that. Like yeah. I just didn't want to see them win yeah, again sure. yeah. after walking off that field and seeing them celebrate. And I was like, I did not want to see them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Of course. And I also have some hardships of playing for them a couple years earlier before I got to the Titans. So yeah. it's like they kind of cut me, didn't give me an opportunity. But I mean, it was all for the better because I had a great two years here. So yeah, yeah. I've been fortunate for that. <laughs> so this is the part of the podcast where we have to make it a little awkward. Last year, um, you had. Uh, 20 targets for 19 receptions. Is that correct? Two two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, My yeah, apologies. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. I said last year. Yeah. Two years ago. So we were on Twitter actively campaigning to write you into the Pro Bowl. <laughs> it was it was Ferkser for Pro Bowl, and we got the hashtag going for quite a while. So we just need to throw that out there because that's nice and awkward. It was 
um, we basically became the Ferkser podcast for the longest time. So I just <laughs> I want to let you know that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We were, we yeah, were actively I think campaigning. my family was all on board following those tweets too. So yeah, were. <laughs> we, were, we were actively campaigning to get it done. But, but um, I mean, it was, it was an incredible, legitimately incredible season that you were putting together and it was fun to jump on the ride. You know, I, I actually remember, um, you know, I, I write for Music City Miracles. Uh, they let me come out to training camp sometimes and, and watch mm-hmm. some of the, the camp practices. And I was out at one of the early practices in, I guess it was before the 2018 season. Um, and, and you were, you know, one of the names on the roster, but I wasn't very familiar with you coming into it. And I just remember sitting in the stands and kind of watching, watching practice and you kept making catch after catch. And I kept looking down and going, Ferkser, okay. All right, so this, this guy's making some plays, and it just it was one of those things I was like, man, this guy keeps making plays. And so what is it about that opportunity that, that really clicked for you, or is it, is it just something where you feel like you were putting in work and, and this was just where you were always going to get to? You know, is that, How did you stay focused through all the, the chances that you've had? Yeah, and no, I was very grateful for the opportunity that the Titans gave me. And, um, but, yeah, I think my first year – I was with the Jets, playing fullback, not getting as many like receiving opportunities as I'd like, and I thought that was kind of more my strong suit rather than that fullback-type position. Um, and I ended up getting released from there, was home for a little bit, got signed to the Chiefs, um, and I was on the practice squad. After that year of the offseason, I kind of – I really trained, and I was like, this is my year. Like, I didn't get any active games last year, so if I don't make it this year, like, I kind of thought that was like – that was it. Like, I might just give this up. But um, so yeah, I trained super hard, and once I got cut from the Chiefs, I was like almost I was devastated. I was like like they didn't even give me a chance. Like it was right before the draft or right after the draft, so we weren't even in OTAs. We weren't even playing football, just workouts, and they didn't even give me an opportunity to kind of show like how hard I've been working in the off season. So yeah, I was frustrated and kind of had opportunity to play to go to three teams. It was like the Giants, Falcons, or Titans, and yeah, I felt like the Titans had the best opportunity for like a tight end like less of like a fullback emphasis and yeah I mean the offense they had and kind of the opportunities they gave me was just what just gave me the chance and yeah like you said I'm thankful for the coaches and the offense coordinator LaFleur kind of the offense he put in kind of kind of well suited like my type of skill set in the receiving game whether it's kind of like quick like option type routes and just kind of use like lateral type quickness to get open and um, just be able to catch the ball and kind of make some plays like that so yeah, it was a combination of kind of putting the work in the offseason and then getting those opportunities. So, but yeah, you just got to take advantage of those because you never know yeah. when they're going to come, when they're going to go. So, were you excited to continue that journey with uh, Arthur Smith? Yeah. yeah that, super that, that had to be pretty, that had yeah. to be a nice little elevation there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I was, I was happy for him that the approach promotion he got um, this last year. And yeah, it was great being in the room with him as a tight ends guy and just how he operated. Like our whole position group was amazing to be a part of and happy to see him kind of succeed as the offense coordinator as well. Yeah. Speaking of that. So, you know, Derek Henry rushing champion bought Rolexes for all the offensive linemen, right? Yep. You know, Arthur Smith going from tight end coach to OC <laughs> because of you guys, did he turn around and give you any kind of gift or anything? Maybe, you know, yeah. He, if not, maybe yeah. he needs to, I'm yeah. just saying, I know he's, um, his main gift, his main gift was gonna be if we got to the Super Bowl, okay. and won. Yeah, he was gonna get us out of their party and like do all that <laughs> stuff, <and laughs> nice. pay for that stuff, give us some dinner, <laughs> dinner and stuff like that. But um, yeah, 
I mean, Derrick Henry also gave all the receivers and tight ends a chain with like a numbers on it. Oh yeah, okay. I think okay. That was that's gonna be one of our other questions. Yeah, was, yeah. So, yeah he so you guys didn't yeah. get left out of the deal. Yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been okay with it. I think I was I was more of the receiving tight end, so I was trying to calculate how many yards I actually <laughs> blocked for Derek. But um, yeah, so yeah. but so, I was so thankful. What did you, was what did you come up with? What was the number? Yeah, I was thinking like I was one fifty, being I thinking low. I mean, I feel like I didn't go <laughs> back and look at all the film, but I mean, it was definitely yeah, but, I mean, over a hundred. I feel like <laughs> without that one hundred, he's not the Russian champ. That's so yeah, you know, true. every bit counts. That's true. Yeah, that, I mean, that's important. Yeah. Now, speaking of blocking, I mean, obviously you're receiving tight ends. So do you go into this offseason, you know, trying to improve blocking techniques? Or what, what do you what do you do in the offseason to take your game to the next level? Do you just focus on receiving or do you do a little bit both? What What is that? Yeah, definitely. That is something I've been focusing on, um, uh, especially yeah, not going through a shoulder surgery that I had the last offseason. So now I get a lot more time to kind of dedicate to my training, which has been nice. Um but yeah, no, I do want to be a more complete tight end and just be utilized in all all downs, not just on like a third down or a passing down and kind of giving the defense that information of, oh, he's only going in for passing downs and just kind of them knowing what's going to happen. So, I mean, yeah, it's a combination of still working on the receiving stuff, making sure that's sharp and learning in that sense as well. But yeah, also, yeah, take like learning from guys who are doing blocking and techniques to use just yeah to improve that aspect as well. One one thing on the you mentioned the injury from last offseason. So a lot of times, I think during the season, injuries get reported. They get out there because obviously guys are missing games. But the offseason stuff, when guys are, are maybe having surgery to clean up something mm-hmm. that that wasn't right, even for parts of the year, that that often kind of gets overlooked. I feel like when people are looking at at offseason training and stuff like that, how hard is it to come back from a shoulder injury like like you had? you know, having surgery in the off season. And then, I mean, cause you're getting into OTAs and stuff like that mm-hmm. in April. So that, it's a pretty quick turnaround from end of season to beginning of training. Yeah, it was, it was a, f- yeah, I needed the full six month before I could really do like full competition football. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was definitely frustrated and yeah, like just pissed that I was missing out on all those OTAs and the competition reps and I can only do routes on air and stuff like that. And really could barely do any blocking drills at all just cause they don't want me punching bags and stuff like that. So yeah, I was frustrated, but I mean, yeah, I did everything I could to strengthen that back, learn everything I could from the film and technique standpoint, and then just be ready to apply it once they cleared me to go. But yeah, I think a lot of guys do have those injuries over the off season, and yeah, I guess like you're saying it isn't reported as much, or but yeah, it kind of does take a toll. Just you're spending, you think you get that time off, but yeah, I was in rehab six days a week. Yeah, and you're, you're not getting for, to to train for football. You're you're working that muscle back yeah, and trying to yeah. get help. I wasn't allowed to run for three months. Yeah. So, yeah, I had to be on a bike and doing shoulder rehab. Like, that was kind of it. That's crazy. Yeah. How many bears could Rabel fight off? <laughs> How many bears? Yeah. He'd probably say over 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's he pretty really confident. He's probably confident that he could beat over 10. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I'll give I'll give him two. I'll give You'll him give two. him two. Yeah. I, I I mean I I could do one myself. So <laughs> well, I mean we're not going down this path again. This man says that he could fight a wild cat like a a, a cougar. He, or something he, in he the wild cat. Mountain lion is like the threshold. He thinks he can kill it with his bare hands in the wild. I really? feel like I could do it. I don't. I don't. I do. You, do you do, subscribe? Do you subscribe to this ridiculousness <laughs> over here? I mean, no. Let me, I mean, let me ask you. Yeah, do what's you... like? What's your training like? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a lot of video games. <laughs> All right. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's good, good finger reflexes. Yeah. yeah. I, got <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've been working out a little bit here and there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that's a polite way of him telling you that you're going to end up string cheese in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, let me ask you could you fight a cougar and win? It'd be tough, but yeah, I'd, I think I could do it. And this I think man, willpower. This willpower. man has a this man has a training regimen. You have to think about it for a second. You're just confident. I'm that it's wily though. Wily. wily. Wily does what not I matter. Lack, what I lack in upper body strength, I make up for in cunning and guile. Wily. The man just the man just said that he thinks his head coach could fight two bears too. Yeah. And you know how variable well, is. Well, bears are way bigger than a mountain lion or a cougar. We're moving on. We're not going back down this road. I actually went to the zoo and interviewed somebody over this just for, like, no joke, just for her to tell me, like, your friend's an idiot. He's going to die yeah. if he fights cats in the wild. But she doesn't so. know me, so. Yeah. You know, she, doesn't, she? she doesn't know Wiley Zach over here. I, I apologize. Um, have you ever read your own Wikipedia page? I have not. But I've, yeah, I've heard a couple of people mention it to me. Have you ever? Yeah. You ever I think it's, it's from the Titans bio. I think it does. It looks, it yeah, it looks like yeah, someone's just similar. copied your Titans bio over. Because yeah. I'm always I'm always interested, like, obviously, if you didn't write it, who's the person that got on Wikipedia and was like, it's time for Ferkser to have a web uh, Wikipedia page, right? Yeah, no, that's interesting. interesting. So, have you Googled your own name? I haven't. My dad. My really? You've never, like, thought, I've, I got, I've yeah. got to know what people are saying about me. <laughs> no, I usually, I stay off a lot of that. Yeah, I'm not, I don't have Twitter. So I, I didn't notice I, that. Yeah, yeah I, I, was, just, I was looking I know, to tag so you during a, the uh, Pro Bowl campaign. And, yeah, you know, you I, know, so I don't, yeah, don't have a Twitter, but um, yeah, so I use Instagram. Just kind of yeah, like I, but that yeah, that's really kind of my own. Why no? Why no Twitter? Any particular reason? I don't know. I think I'm not. I feel like I'm not super opinionated. So yeah. it's not something, yeah, like I'd be very active in. I didn't feel like I could just like, I feel like I get news other ways, but just like hearing about it. So I didn't think it would be great for me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a war but zone yeah. on those Twitter streets, especially yeah, if you're like Titans it's actually, fans. It's, it's like, it's insane. Bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, After my, this episode, we're going to record one that's just us yelling about Titans Twitter. <laughs> 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 so it's very good for you. It's, it's you're, you're a very healthy person for not being on Twitter. It's quite yeah. bad. I mean, there yeah. was there was a point last season where you could tell I did got under um, Saffold's skin. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I'm actually, I'm blown away that pro athletes even have Twitter handles at all or, or yeah. even allow themselves to interact with their own Twitter handle and not just let somebody control it. You can tell when athletes have a PR person or somebody's just running their, mm-hmm. their social media because it's brutal. You can post the most nonchalant thing, had a nice dinner at X and the very first comment will be political or I can't believe you're eating there or how are you not a vegan? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Why aren't matter. you in the weight room? Yeah, why exactly. aren't you, trying <laughs> you in the weight room? <laughs> Tell me yeah. about those two drop passes you had. Like it just, it, I mean, <laughs> people are brutal on Twitter. Speaking of restaurants, yeah. favorite Nashville restaurant. <laughs> favorite Nashville? Um, Butcher and B. Butcher and B. Or Butcher Town Hall. Okay. Butcher Town yeah. Hall is pretty Butcher good. Butcher Town Hall is good. Yeah. yeah. yeah I haven't good been to Butcher and B yet, but Butcher Town Hall is good. Butcher Town Hall had some of the best Brussels sprouts I've ever had in my life. Yeah. 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 Yep. Oh, are, are, you, are you a steak guy when you go out to eat? Or what, what's, the, what's no, the primary not, spot? Yeah, not unless I'm out of steak restaurant yeah yeah but um no i kind of yeah i kind of mix it up yeah now chicken, it, chicken or fish when i'm out usually is there any but, pizza place here that's as good as what you get up in new jersey because if so i no, want to go there no i've <laughs> yeah. heard the desanos and i've tried it yeah, yeah down pretty in, good like, midtown yeah that's, that's probably been the closest to like 
yeah. a New Jersey, New York pizza. I have, I have but yeah, to I kind of stay away from that. Do you want to work yeah. in a DeSano sponsorship here? Maybe we can, you know, talk about DeSano, say, hey, it's the closest thing to Jersey. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the promotion. They, they, yeah, they come get yeah. you, and they're because like, hey, sure it. That's exactly what they want, not that yeah. it's as good. It's, it's, it's almost there. Close. It's pretty good. It's, it's almost there. Close. Yeah. Jeep, it's, it's almost a Range Rover. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to ask, Mike? I think I asked it about the about the restaurants. Okay. So, all right, off of your um, Wikipedia page that you said you wrote oh, yourself, no. um, <laughs> says that you're into puzzles. Now, I find this kind of funny because Jayon Brown what? told no us way. the exact same thing. Really? And not only was Jayon, yeah, I haven't talked to Jayon about that. He's yeah. in, like, he's really. You guys into aren't puzzles. puzzle bros. No, we should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll text him after this and be like, <laughs> Why are we doing puzzle nights together? That's oh, so... I have a puzzle in there unopened. I should have put it on the table. If I would know uh, this, we could have been putting together a puzzle this whole so time. So how how often do you do you work at a puzzle? It varies, but yeah, recently, yeah, I've been getting a couple. Yeah, a lot of the main gift I get is a puzzle for like whether it's a birthday or something like that. So, um, but yeah, I'll probably do, I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe like four or five a year, kind of. So it's oh, Jayon's got like, to beat. Yeah, he might. He, he did like but, double digits. Oh yeah, but what's the most pieces you've ever done? Oh well, I, not me. I mean, I, I'm asking that yeah. because I, mean, I think I have three thousand. Oh, yes. I've done see, a three thousand. I was gonna say I don't think I've eclipsed a thousand piece puzzle. Yeah, I've done I think one thousand piece puzzle. But Jay, but Jay, oh, man, he's a he's he's apparently a puzzle master. I don't know. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna have to getting after what, it. Apparently, what, what do you do with the puzzles when you're done with them? Do you like do the glue them together and frame them thing? So, or? Yeah, so I ended up doing that with the three thousand piece because yeah. that took me like a month to do oh my gosh yeah. like a few hours it's actually when i got cut from the jets i was just like training and like figuring out my life and it i was puzzled. like All right, let me just get a puzzle relax de-stress a little bit so um yeah it took me about a month to do and i was like i can't just break this apart now i was like this is too much work so i did i post i glued it on like a big like poster board and i just kept it in my closet and so back home but yeah usually i just break them apart and i'll yeah well, like i next, rarely do them again but next time you're in a locker room you need to go up to jay and say hey bro i hear you puzzle I got a 3K-er. Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm about to have I've that. cracked 3K. <laughs> what, what, so, what was the 3K? What was the 3,000 puzzle image? What, what, was, it what was it of? Yeah. It was like uh, like underwater. Just a bunch of like fish and okay. yeah. So that's that's got to be pretty tough. That's that a lot of stuff tough. that looks Because similar. the entire background the, is blue. one relatively yeah, solid color. That, yeah, so I did like each fish kind of individual or like the... Oh, a little puzzle strategy. Yeah, because yeah. usually you build like... This is the way I start is you usually build the corners... And then work your way in. That's the way I go because it's, that's the easiest so identifiable the flat, part to me. Yeah, yeah. The flat edges. Yeah, yeah. But with three thousand yeah, pieces. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it was a project. Yeah, I, I always do the edges, and then yeah, I just go by like color groupings, kind of. Well, and that's also going to be like a good one to hang up in your your living room or wherever you hung it up because I mean it's it's fishes underwater. I mean that's pretty common theme to put yeah. up my mom made me put it in the closet though she doesn't, <laughs> yeah. doesn't go with Mom's decoration having it in the yeah. house yeah. Oh, yeah. the worst that's a, that's yeah. tough so if you're not going to frame it what's the acceptable amount of time that passes before you come out and look at that puzzle and say all right you're going back in the box um I mean, don't tell me you're just a heathen who just breaks it apart immediately. yeah pretty pretty much you put the <laughs> last piece <laughs> in and look at it then break it apart yeah i guess like the longer it took me like that minute like the more amount of pieces it was, then like I'll leave it for an extended period. But if it's like a hundred piece or two hundred piece, I do it, put it right in the box. And then, I wonder yeah. if there's some under. I wonder if a lot of the Titans players are puzzlers and they don't even know yeah, that you all put. You're all are like just a, not talking about yeah, puzzles. We, yeah, we play a bunch of FIFA against each other. Yeah, so yeah. I hear FIFA like the a thing. puzzle race or something. Yeah, what, yeah. What's your FIFA team? 
I'm I'm a big like random, just like international. Okay. Yeah, so I don't really have a team. Yeah. yeah. I put a lot of Ultimate Team, so I just like do that. But um, okay. who's the best yeah. FIFA player? I dropped off this year. Yeah. I, I got frustrated. <laughs> after Is that because a of the games. shoulder injury? You weren't able to practice a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, no, Jayon's Jayon's might be number one. I was number one, but I think he overtook the. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Man, he's, now, got, now he's got you beat puzzles and puzzles. FIFA. No, I don't know about puzzles. I got yeah. I got to talk to him about the puzzles. <laughs> just because he does more than me. I'm just trying to stoke yeah. the fire. <laughs> yeah, he's not ready to concede that. And, and we <laughs> we got a little tight end linebacker rivalry going now, so it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah, yeah. So, online card games is the other one. Is I'm I'm assuming this is like Hearthstone. Exactly. Is that the main one you play? That's the main one. Anything yeah. else? Yeah. As of card games, yeah. Um, I started Legends of Runeterra. Yeah. So I played that one. Um, but yeah, that was it. My brother's trying to get me into magic, but I, I can't, I can't go down that road. Yeah. That's, that's involved. That's a big, yeah. Big investment. He says, just buy a deck. We'll play all the time. But yeah, so he goes and goes to like magic nights and yeah. well, I just like it online. It's easy. I'll just throw it on my laptop or even my phone while I was playing Hearthstone. So yeah, I got pretty into that, but yeah, not as much anymore. I went to yeah. a Magic the Gathering like in-person tournament. It's probably about a decade ago. Okay. But he wants to come with me, dude. You'll enjoy it. I didn't know anything about the game at all. Yeah. I knew he was trying to sell me on playing. And I was fine with that. I wanted mm-hmm. to get into playing. But there was an entire another language being spoken that I did not understand. <laughs> These gentlemen were talking about decks and the way they had built decks. And I'm just said, I just I felt like a complete idiot sitting <laughs> over there. I had no clue what they were talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, my brother talks to me about it and I try to like, I played a couple times with him where he'll give me it. But yeah, no, it is a pretty in-depth like there game is, and there's a lot of... There's yeah, a version of a card game off of the Witcher series called Gwent. Did Gwent? you ever play that one? I did play that, yeah. I played it briefly, yeah. Very nice. I loved that in the game. You loved it? I was terrible yeah. at it. But <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm terrible at all the card games. That's really? the only reason why I hate on them is because I'm not good at them. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not because they're bad. It's because I'm not yeah. good at them. See, that's the other... Yeah, I don't play like the RPOs much, like the MMOs as much because I'm not as good or like shooters. Just because yeah. like... Yeah, so I like sitting back and just relaxing playing like I also, strategy type card games. I cannot imagine that an NFL tight end has eight to ten hours a day to play like World of Warcraft. Considering it takes like an hour to go to the mailbox, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I used to play that in high school, but yeah, kind of haven't had the time to invest you, into that right now. You know that Vicaro is a big gamer. I mean, yeah. he's on Twitter every day yeah. in well, someone's ass about Destiny. 2. <laughs> yeah, really. I know. He, he streams it too, right? Yeah, he, he does. Like yeah. Streams it. It looks like he just had a, a big custom PC rig built. So really? I mean, he's really into it. Yeah. But yeah, it's mostly Call of Duty, I think, or Destiny. He plays it? Destiny yeah. Two. It looks like. Okay. He's, yeah, Destiny he's really, really into it. So I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna tell him you yeah, told him I stay you said of Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> 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 then it's gonna turn out he's into puzzles and he's done a five thousand piece or no? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So <laughs> yeah. you were, you were a pretty good basketball player in high school, as I understand. Yeah, um, it was decent. So what what high school or what what basketball skills translate the best for you? Were, were you a point guard or what position? Did yeah, you play? so I was a point guard. Yeah. So yeah, so I think just yeah, kind of just the dribbling and like handling aspect of it kind of translates to route running, or I've kind of yeah. made it translate that way, just yeah. kind of using that. Um, just being able to beat guys off the dribble, being able to beat guys off yeah, the step. Yeah, just kind of yeah, yeah, like running routes is yeah, like being a point guard without the ball in a sense, like yeah. just trying to get open like that. And yeah, especially with the offense, we have we have a lot of those types of route that kind of yeah help translate. So out of your teammates, if you were if you're gonna build a starting five, who who do you have as your starting five, and what level of competition could you guys realistically win at? Like high school, like high high school basketball, low college. 
What, the what, what are we talking about? The, yeah, the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, I'd, I'd say mid major, mid major Division One. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But who, who's your five? There. I'll start with me. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, Michael Pruitt's pretty good. Okay. Is he um, your four? Is he like your your, your yeah, big body four yeah, kind of? He's big yeah. body. He can shoot. So maybe like yeah. three, four. Um, Tajay as well. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen him play, but I know he plays a bunch. He's from Jersey, so I trust that. Yeah. You know, some good ball out there. <laughs> um, yeah, so those would be kind of like our backcourt, I'd say. Um, and then I think Taylor, just for intimidation and trash talking. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be out there. and then <laughs> Enforcer. Yeah. 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 He's going to make some mid-major guy crying. <laughs> yeah. Just um, And then... Yeah, I guess Saffold, big body four, just yeah, enforcer yeah. as well. <laughs> you got, you yeah. got a big squad. You got yeah. a big squad. Yeah, I mean, we're not gonna get pushed around out there. So. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Does uh, have you? What do you think about Tajay's rap album? Good, not good? Because I thought it was I pretty like good. It. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I, th- I, I was kind of surprised. You know, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. people say you know, oh, stick to football or whatever, but fuck that. But anyway, <laughs> the uh, I thought it was actually pretty good. I listened to it and I was like. I could get down with this. I get down with this. Yeah, Are you no, a big rap guy? Yeah, yeah, mainly rap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, favorite top five favorite uh, artists. Um, I like Kanye a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say Earl Sweatshirt is big. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, let's see, Chance the Rapper was good. Didn't love his new album. Um, Frank Ocean, that yeah. rap, I know it's more kind of yeah, R and B ish now. It counts up but, there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I might be missing. I'm trying to think. I, I have been getting into '90s rap recently. Yeah. Oh so, well. Yeah. Well, you're, you're you guys are we're we're way old, <laughs> yeah. so we know all way, about yeah, the yeah, '90s. I don't, I don't want to bring rap. it up because I'm gonna get <laughs> embarrassed. Yeah. 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 I mean, slowly. '69 boys, tag team, big timers. Well, big timers. Notorious B.I.G., Tupac. You know, all the. I was big into Nas. Yeah. 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 I'm a big Jay Z guy. That's kind of my pregame list. Is like '90s rap. Yeah. Okay. I like it. The. Uh, someone turned me on to crap. I just forgot what it was. Um, we'll come back to that. But <laughs> so '90s music, you're listening to it to get pumped up and everything. Uh, do you ever sprinkle in some Spice Girls or anything like that? Or no? Because if you not, don't, not you probably should. Yeah, not in pregame. Not pregame. Yeah, yeah not pregame. <laughs> what kind of headspace do you want to be in pregame? Is it like an intense or like a quiet seriousness? Like, what yeah, does that rap like music get you to? Yeah, it sounds just that, like, the head-bobbing beats with, yeah. like, yeah, just feeling tough listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, like, but, yeah, no, I try to, like, I'm always kind of just last-minute notes in the playbook, just making sure I'm confident out there, knowing that, and studying the scouting report as well. But, yeah, I'm kind of just focused on the game. and just Yeah. yeah just Do you ever get songs like, stuck in your head out there on the field and just start rapping it, just start singing it? <laughs> No. Or humming it. Yeah. No. no totally I would do that all like, the time. Yeah. <laughs> so Luan, Luan talked about uh, his strange brand of trash talk on the Bussin' podcast quite a bit. What's the weirdest trash talk that you've gotten on a football field outside of what you've heard Luan say? <laughs> Damn, I, I haven't got any weird. Yeah, I'm pretty quiet out there. Yeah. Uh, I think he gets himself into more trash talking than yeah. normal. No, not yeah, at all. He attracts <laughs> it a little bit. Yeah, like he's looking for that every time he's out there. So me, I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm usually avoiding that. So that's okay. just the normal. What's the meanest thing Vrabel's ever said to you? Um, I mean, one good one's written like, I think this is 2018. Um, 
he yells out like he's looking for someone named he yells um anthony i like raise my hand <laughs> he's like he like, looks at me he doesn't know like he's like why are you raising your hand he's like he's like you're harvard like i don't even know your first name <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah so i mean that was that was pretty mean i thought does he still call you harvard like um it's no it's kind of yeah it stopped a little bit yeah that was like the whole first year so like halfway through the year he still didn't know my real name or call me anthony ever so he was so in shock that i rose my hand when he was <laughs> called anthony i was like i was trying to be attentive do you um do you get tired of the harvard questions um no nah, i mean i don't mind i mean yeah it's kind of just part of my background but i mean it's kind of like yeah i mean is that like so you sit down with media is that the go-to question you get asked yeah, a good amount of time. It is. Yeah, I mean, it definitely gets thrown in there. At least almost every interview, they'll ask me something about that. Like, yeah, you're from Harvard. You got to, like, do they give you any jokes about it or this or that? So, I mean, but yeah, feel free. If you <laughs> do you, uh, do you, Fitzpatrick, Brait, and uh, Juszczyk have, like, a group text or something like that for, like, NFL Harvard guys? No, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm close with a couple of other, like, younger guys, um, like Ben Bronicker. Okay, um, yeah. And I like Fabiano Redman, like Cole Toner, kind of all just like those are guys that I kind of played with mostly. Like I don't really know Fitzpatrick too well, but yeah, I've talked to him a couple times. We um, scrimmaged that Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. whatever that year. So I was talking to him. Um, I haven't talked too much to Juszczyk. I mean, he was gone when I got there, but yeah, yeah no, they've all been yeah reaching out to me, congratulating me, especially when I had the touchdown and yeah, because that was big news at Harvard saying the first postseason touchdown. Yeah, that's, that that's so, yeah, really they were cool. all yeah congratulating me and stuff, which is cool. So reaching out to me, but yeah, it's a cool little community that we got, just kind of coming from Harvard. If, if Harvard football calls and asks for the football, are you giving it up? <laughs> if I don't have to donate any money, <laughs> if they don't have to stop donating. <laughs> if that that's counts fair. for my donation, <laughs> have you gotten hit up for donations? Always, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's every college. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah no. I know. I went yeah. to I uh, the Tennessee football program, Tech, but yeah. it's, which is commonly referred to as the Harvard of Putnam County. Oh, boy. And uh, they call me all the time, really hit me up for uh, all my podcast uh, money. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All this deliciously over-the-top, <laughs> profitable <laughs> podcast we're running here. That's right. <laughs> They're very proud of it. Um. What was it like playing uh, football at a Ivy League school? I mean, it, it's maybe that's a bit of a loaded question because obviously you didn't play somewhere else to be able to compare it to. But mm-hmm. most people around here grew up with SEC football, which is about the most over the top thing you can get into and call it. And you know, collegiate athlete. Yeah, I think I didn't realize that until yeah, I went to like a Vanderbilt Georgia game, and I was like, yeah, this is nothing like Harvard. <laughs> like we would never get a turnout like this, but. No, I enjoyed it. Like, the the team, yeah, the group of guys there were amazing. Like, everyone had something unique about them, something just, yeah, like, crazy, like, what they did or, like, I don't know, everyone was so motivated and driven but still gave a ton to the team. And, yeah, so it was so awesome just to be a part of that. And, yeah, all just, like, grit guys with, like, yeah, so. What's what's the craziest thing that one of your teammates has already done, like, career-wise after, after playing there? Hmm. Thing. I mean, one's yeah in med school at uh, UCSF, so one of like, the top five med schools. Like, didn't even take a year off. Like, was studying oh, for straight, like yeah. um, was it the MCAT? Like, <laughs> while he was like in his senior spring, took that, went right into school there. So I mean, Crazy. yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody else, but um, yeah, that's solid. So backing up again to kind of you know obviously week week six. 
made the switch from Mario to mm-hmm. Tannehill. Yeah. Well, after week six. Yeah. It was after week six. So talk about the impact it had on the offense. Was I mean, was it immediate? Was it, you know, just a couple of games to go down the road? I mean, it, kind of talk about that that switch and the impact it had on the offense. Um. Yeah, I mean, we tried to not, like, have a dip in, like, what we're doing, what our goals were. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think we just kept, yeah, looking forward is what everything, like, Vrabel stressed. And, um, yeah, I mean, we had confidence in him. He had a great um, preseason and, um, yeah, did a great job whenever he got the opportunity, whether it was in practice and stuff. So we had confidence in him. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was tough seeing Marcus kind of, yeah, have that kind of outcome. But, I mean, no, he was a great teammate about it. He was still always helping out however he could, kind of in meetings or on the field or scout team. And even the last couple, whatever, weeks, we always had some, like, special plays and stuff with him yeah. in there. Um, but, yeah, I know Tannehill stepped up and did a great job, like, controlling the offense and kind of getting everything out of everyone. And, yeah, coaches did a great job with the switch, just kind of keeping true to what we – talked about in the beginning of the year and not changing much and just making sure we were confident in how we we're going to approach every game. So take us, take us inside like an offensive meeting in St. Thomas sports park. So, so Arthur Smith, Tannehill, like who, who does most of the talking? Like, is it a collaborative atmosphere or kind of what's, what's the vibe of the room over there? Um, yeah. Arthur Smith like leads those offensive meetings. Um, um, I think they spend a lot of time, like the quarterbacks and the quarterbacks coach and Arthur spend a ton of time together. So they have like kind of gist of what they want and um, they talk a lot. Um, but yeah, Arthur kind of leads those meetings. I mean, always joking still. So keeping it lighthearted. So no one's like stressed out or I mean, you always cracking on someone. So I mean, that's <laughs> always enjoyable. Um, but yeah, I mean, once in a while, some other coaches will chime in, kind of just either ask questions or get clarification. I mean, Tannehill as well will kind of point out some pointers that he thinks will help guys, whether it's receivers or tight ends room or running backs, kind of however he sees the play. And, yeah, but, yeah, it's kind of collaborative, just combination of everyone. How how much variety do you see among, like, NFL defenses week to week? So uh, is it relatively common, you know, this this team plays a little bit more zone or cover two, this team is going to be – man or cover three is it is it yeah yeah i mean no it does it does switch up week to week yeah i mean yeah sometimes it cover three mainly um yeah i mean whether it's a three down or four down front so but i mean yeah in preseason we do we try to our defense does a great job of throwing everything at us as an offense so um yeah we kind of seen everything almost before and we just have to kind of go yeah go over it again and understand kind of what we're looking for whether it's cover two man and kind of each kind of play kind of attacks it differently who, who's the bigger trash talker, Arthur Smith or Mike Vrabel? Because it, it seems like Art can get down with some trash talk when it came to, when it comes down to it. Yeah, no, he he gives a lot of a lot of trash talks, a lot of like digs. But I mean, his are mostly just like, I mean, once you get to know him, like you know, he's always kind of joking with you and still like loves you and respects you. But yeah, I mean, sometimes with Vrabel, you you're not sure if you get that <laughs> oh, vibe no. from him. Oh no. So. <laughs> But no, I mean no. He he loves all the players. And he cares about us a lot. Why the hell so. are you raising your hand? 
yeah. He he does seem to have that kind of like walks on the boundary line of like, it's also like I'm that, actually yeah. picking on you versus like I'm just like having fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's also like the head coach. It's like kind of a little scarier, and I also had Arthur as like a position coach, so that kind of was more. Yeah, just friendly environment yeah. than a coordinator. So I still see him as the same in a sense. But yeah, Vrabel's yeah. always the head guy, and you're always kind of tentative to laugh or be whatever. When what, kind of, who's the best? Who? Which non-tight end on the team would make the best tight end? Hmm. Would it be Dennis Kelly? Because we've seen we've Dennis, seen his work in the he's red zone. Some, he's got some good hands. Corey Davis and is a great that. blocking receiver, you know. We got, or would it be Vrabel? Vrabel, <laughs> Vrabel I'm yeah, sure thinks he can play tight end yeah, still. Eleven for eleven on yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's tough. Mm. And I'm gonna give Corey Davis. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah. CD is AJ Brown as big a personality in the locker room as he seems like everywhere else? Is he is he pretty like you know? He comes in, you know yeah. that he's in there. Not, he wears the Dolce so Gabbana shades. Yeah, not so much. It's kind of like he is pretty like low key and laid back, like day to day. But I think yeah, when the lights are on, like he's ready to be prime time and all that stuff. He's built for that. So yeah, it yeah. kind of comes out more yeah during when the lights are on and stuff and the games and all that. But yeah. So, I mean, we're not going to ask you to comment on Tannehill or Brady, but you know, I mean, if you want to, you know put your nose or pull an ear or something for, for <laughs> Tannehill or something, you know, feel, feel free to do so. Yeah. I mean, no, I love Tannehill, but yeah, I mean, they don't tell me anything or <laughs> tell me anything. So, I mean, yeah, I don't have any information of where they're going. I was about to say, besides Harvard questions, are you tired of talking about off season drama with the Titans? Yeah. Yeah. Especially everyone that like, yeah, either Titans fans or yeah, everyone I passed that kind of knows me. They're like, what's Tannehill doing? What's Tannehill? I'm like, I don't know. I'm sorry. Like they don't tell yeah. me. So, so people think that you're yeah. in the room with J-Rob and you're just, Yeah. You know, like yeah. they think, yeah, like yeah. they have to like give you the scoop or something, right? Like emails or something. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you just tell them, Variable didn't even know my name till like a few weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. He's called yeah. me Harvard. I don't think I know anything. Yeah. Yeah. Once I'm done writing the CBA, I'll get right on the Tannehill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the yeah. CBA, because you're an under, you were an undrafted free agent, and you've gone through a lot of different parts of your career, and you just mm-hmm. you know signed it with the exclusive rights free agent uh, tender or whatever, and then so the CBA, you read some of it, not all of it, like you told us off air. What are some points that you think are really important, like some pros of this that are really important for you and for people that are taking that same journey that you did to get into the NFL? Yeah, from my standpoint, I think I, I really like how they're doing, Was it, two more practice squad players, Yeah. Um, two more active players. So I think that's a great opportunity because that could have been a difference from me being home from 10 weeks or being on a practice squad on some team. So, yeah, I think I really like how they implemented that. Um, yeah, was it like the safety with like the training camp stuff kind of slowly working into it? I think it's important just for – everyone's overall health because there's a long season and yeah especially with a ton of injuries that show up in those first couple weeks like I mean yeah I think it's important to kind of stress that um I mean yeah the minimums bumping up is good as well yeah which I saw so I mean yeah I'm kind of I'm leaning towards yes I still haven't decided like I said but um 
Let's just decide right now. Yeah, right now. You let, let us let <laughs> us let's, let's work it let's out. Work it out. Yeah. Well, I'll go grab this puzzle yeah. out of this closet, and we'll just we'll just hammer out this contract yeah. and that puzzle. Yeah. What are you guys like leaning towards as like non? Yeah, part of the. Do you guys have any opinions on I, it? I mean, I, oh boy, I, I like that. Those are right back <laughs> yeah. to us, yeah. the fans. I, I mean, yeah. I I like it. I think that, but I like it. I look at it from I'm a big business guy. Like mm-hmm. if I look at it from the standpoint of business negotiations, I wish that you could look at it in a vacuum and say, forget all the other CBAs. It's just this CBA. Well, unfortunately, you can't in the business side of things, and you're dealing with like 32 of the best businessmen. That that's why they own NFL teams, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that it, from everything that we've read, or at least I, I say we, everything that I've read from what Eric Winston has said, from what Samuel Acho, is it Acho? Acho. 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 I uh, said, and you know, a couple of other people, I think they got you the best deal that they feel that they could get. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the best deal out of all the leagues? No, it's not the best deal out of the leagues. But when you have a league with 1,300 players, which is the most out of any of the major sports, with about 90% of them being not the top, you know, paid athletes of their, you know, at their position, you kind of have to keep in mind that there's at least probably 800 other people that need a CBA like this to pass and they can't afford a lockout or workout stoppage. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good deal. I don't think it's the best deal. I I think it may be the best deal that the players could get. I don't, I mean, that's something that I'm not really too comfortable saying, but I think mm-hmm. it is, I think it's a pretty good deal. I mean, you get the weed thing is pretty big. I mean, I know you can't smoke it here in Nashville, but I mean, yeah. that's, that's pretty nice not to, you know, be, have to look over your shoulder for random drug tests like that. Taking some of the punishment away yeah, from the, just the, bodies. The, the commissioner thing. And like uh, you said, minimum bump ups, the retirees get bump ups, mm-hmm. the, the revenue share is better. Right. The revenue yeah. share is a big I just thing. Feel like, could we get more of that revenue? Yeah. Share? Like, yeah. That's a, I think the biggest thing. Well, is like, I look at it this way. And the extra game is also I, like, the extra like, game's yeah. hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. like are we being compensated enough? Right. For that. For right. Like and games. I think there's a fine line of yes, because if they go, if the owners go to the NF, if they go the for the media negotiations for TV rights and stuff, if they go without any kind of certainty that, hey, we have a 10 year deal, right? If it's just te- technically they bring to the table if the CBA didn't pass a nine year deal because there could be work stoppage. They don't know. The TV companies aren't going to pay as much. They're still going to pay and pay a high amount, but they're not going to pay as much, which hurts all those qualifiers, which hurts negotiations for next year because you guys could ask for something and say, well, we can't do that now because we got the less TV deal because y'all didn't sign this last one. And that's it's that, that it's not right. I don't like that, but that's what they'll do. I mean, that's just you know unfortunate what they is, do is what's driving the yeah. entire urgency on their part. Right, is, it's, is, it's all that yeah, TV deal. Those, yeah. If it they would, can sell, yeah, that hey, you're gonna have a seventeenth seventeenth uh, week of regular season action to broadcast, and you're gonna have you know two extra playoff games. That's I mean that's gonna expand the money. pie for everybody, which yeah. is good. But it also I mean as you know better than anybody in this room. Uh, you know, 17 games is a lot of football games yeah. uh, to play. And I can't um, speak for, you know, what the former pay- paycheck was for a playoff game or that's uh, for a 17th game and what you're going to get now. But, you know, I think that's, I think y'all got a lot of, con- I feel, I feel like y'all got the concept that the players got the concessions that they wanted for the major for the most part, not everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish y'all could get the 50, 50. I, I, 
wish y'all could. I, and maybe you will at, on the next CBA, but I mean that's ten years down the road. What good is what good is that for now? So I, I get mm. that frustration, but I I don't know. You know, there there's no there's no definitive answer. Yeah, I feel like like because I feel like the 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 side of me that loves the game that wants the players to win it is in direct conflict with the business guy that sees okay this deal it it, it could get worse before it gets better. Like if y'all if y'all don't approve it, but mm-hmm. you never know. I mean, you never know what a work stoppage could do. But and there's can still can, a year can off. the majority? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, there's time. How much with the extra game? Is that a big moment of pause for you, CBA? It's a lot. Yeah, like, like I was saying, it's a long season. I mean, sure. I definitely wasn't used to it coming from Harvard. We're playing ten games, no playoffs. So yeah, my body, yeah, gotta acclimate to that but um yeah i mean i'm sure for the older guys too it's even yeah just more demanding on them so i mean yeah i do see that frustration with having an extra game same so along along that same vein jacksonville is going to play two home games in london this coming season if you're in the jacksonville locker room does that bother you I mean, does that? Are you thinking? Are you besides kidding just me? being yeah. in the Jacksonville locker room I mean, in general? <laughs> but, but is that particular? Besides thing? the point that you woke up and yeah. you're in Jacksonville. <laughs> um, yeah, that London trip is is tough, and I think they should probably limit that to once a year, for sure. Because yeah, and then because I mean, we got lucky because we had a bye right after that right. week, so that helped kind of us recover and kind of you know, with all like the time change and everything. So. I mean, yeah, I would be, I would be frustrated to get in that two games. In I mean, yeah, that's we just went to Gatlinburg. That's on Eastern Time Zone, and then we came back on the day from Eastern Time Zone back to Central. But it was daylight savings time, so like coming back from London so quick has got to mm-hmm. like just be the worst thing ever. Because I am still having a hard time adjusting. And, and you guys get killed on taxes over there too, right? Was that a noticeable difference for for that? week um that you got the the taxes taken out yeah. for, for playing yeah, i'm trying there. to remember exactly but yeah no i did hear that the other yeah, taxes are way higher yeah. over there so i mean yeah it is kind of unfortunate if you're getting two of those is is, is that ever a consideration when you're picking a team to sign with is you know state income tax and and that kind of thing i heard some guys do like look into that especially yeah if you're getting these big contracts like yeah. that could be part of it i mean yeah for me yeah i don't think that would go into it but yeah i heard like california team cost of living and sure taxes there are kind of brutal on everyone so it's nice right. to kind of have these income i mean our division's probably one of the best right with the yeah right of course yeah. It's Jacksonville, the Houston. Yeah, or if you, so. you know if you're going the other direction if you're with tennessee and you end up being a free agent then you say you go or are considering new york that's a significant yeah. you know cost of living. Yeah, yeah significant, significant. shift yeah, the you, other direction especially if you mm-hmm. play for the jets who also play the bills which are in new york and then to, even though they're in jersey it's still actually higher Certainly. i think than what their tax bracket is in new york and then you still got new england and all those places so i mean you get the benefit of playing miami twice a year but here in like tennessee you get tennessee texas and Jackson, you know jacks and florida um so the nfl PA sends out the the letter about, you know, encouraging people maybe not to go to Jacksonville because of like their facilities and all that stuff. Do y'all uh, talk about I that? It was, I thought it was over treatment of players oh, yeah. and them 
them uh it was something about oh i thought it was about the swimming pool or excessive whatever. fining <laughs> yeah. because yeah. of not showing up to like vol- yeah. voluntary otas or, i think yeah. it was they were fining did you did you read that or did anybody no, ever I've, talk I, about that yeah i haven't seen that one. oh they destroyed yeah. the jaguars like really? i was a free agent and i was like i just had wondered if anybody ever talked about that yeah. because i mean it was the first off I mean, arrival yeah we, yeah we talk about the facilities like where you've been i mean yeah. yeah for me the food's probably the biggest oh yeah, yeah. like how's the food there like yeah that's what kind of matters the most so how's the food here yeah it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, we got a whole yeah. Amy got us a whole new kitchen and staff and yeah, yeah a whole new like catering company and that was yeah, new this free. year, right? Yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it's been. Yeah, so I mean, you 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 brought it up. Was it bad in Was it bad in New York? Was it bad in Kansas City? No, new, yeah, the Jets was really good, and yeah, Kansas City was probably the worst comparatively to mm. Tennessee and the Jets. But yeah, yeah just asking guys around like. Yeah, how was the food and like yeah so that's something that i get yeah better feel for yeah i haven't heard the fines or whatever, yeah from jackson yeah. or anything i think yeah. i think it was a coughlin thing supposedly and but yeah. That, yeah. that's that's kind of coughlin's reputation yeah <laughs> that's, that's that's a that's a whole entire other podcast right <laughs> but so what about the extra, exclusive rights free agency and all that you, you just signed the one-year extension and everything yep. um how is that process and you know what are you looking for, I guess, or what are you looking at as far as uh, 2020 and everything? Um, yeah, I mean, so after the season, kind of, yeah, they just talked to me, said they like me and were working to get me back. They obviously had a ton of free agents to deal with. But, um, so, yeah, it co- took a couple weeks. and But, yeah, just pretty soon after, agent talked to me. He's like, hey, they want to sign you back, so let's go with it. And, yeah, I was pretty happy with that, too, because, I mean, I was comfortable and, yeah, I really like how they use me and, just felt like I could add value and um but yeah so I was excited to be back for another year and yeah no I'm looking forward to this year I know kind of I mean a lot's going to shake out after March 18th I guess with all the free agents so team might look a little different but I mean our coaching staff is pretty much all there so um I mean yeah we lost our coordinator but um but yeah I think Vrabel's going to step in there and help out there but um yeah offense is the same so yeah I'm thankful for that and I think we'll yeah, make it work again. So. Did, it, did it feel good to be like the first free agent, you know, technically signed under contract? Like you're the you're the one that they chose to get the deal done first. Yeah, it was. I mean, my deal was a lot simpler yeah. than <laughs> most of the guys, whether it's Derek Henry yeah. and Tannehill. So, um, but yeah, no, it felt good to kind of know where I'd be at for the yeah. next year and kind of. Now, yeah. do y'all continue negotiating for a longer term deal, like kind of on the side, but not like too die hard or anything? Or I th- yeah, I think that could happen right throughout the year. Yeah, or something they could extend me. So I think that'll be something during the season, depending on my cool. performance, I guess, like that, and kind of what they're feeling like. But um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna yeah do what I can, play my best. So yeah, that's all I can. <laughs> is yeah. uh is Johnu Smith making a push to play running back this year? <laughs> and I mean they're gonna probably hand the ball more. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I did a great he did job in those good plays. With the cameos, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. He is his average was fast. what? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. he's, he's explosive. Yards a carry or something like that. Crazy. Yeah. Does he bring that up in the tight ends locker room that he's you know got twenty yards of carry and? All <laughs> yeah, that not so much. I mean, yeah. he does say he tries to race us all. Does I mean, he? Pruitt, Pruitt says he's the fastest because he has the fastest forty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But. We're also, yeah, seeing Pruitt's a little bit older, so we're like, hey, you've, yeah. you've slowed down a bit. So I, yeah. I saw him on but, that catch and run. Was it against the Raiders? Uh, I'm not so sure I'd say he's the fastest. <laughs> I don't know. Is there 40 times shit talk in the locker room? Um, Once in a while. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of like speed talks about who's faster, <laughs> and then like those come up, and then like you go off those for like a basis. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> 
So I'm, I'm going to steal Mike's question because he's apparently never going to ask it. What's more unnerving, catching a pass over the middle with a safety closing or Der- hearing Derrick Henry's footsteps behind you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe Derrick Henry. I mean, I feel like it was staying like a safety, but Derrick hitting you from behind, <laughs> you're not, yeah, realizing you know, I'm trying to worry about blocking or get in front. Like, Does yeah, he, I mean, because he doesn't stop. He's not stopping. Yeah. Can you I hear mean, him coming when, when you're blocking? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's more of a feel. Yeah. You know the timing is going to happen. It's like, yeah. you start the hair, the hair stands on the, back of, uh, on the back of your neck. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, yeah. I've been doing this for two seconds now. Yeah, Derek's about to be on my <laughs> ankles right now. So, yeah, I mean. What do you think when he turned Earl Thomas into his own blocker? Yeah, was, no, that's a, yeah, it was a cool video. Yeah. I'm looking at that, I was like, I was watching on the sideline too. I think, but yeah, that was yeah, that, that was, was impressive. That was the moment. That's actually one of the moments when the crowd really started to deflate and lose it. And I'll tell you, one of the finest moments that this Titans team ever gave me was sitting 20 rows up in the lower bowl of someone else's stadium in Baltimore with my feet kicked up on the seat in front of me because everyone had left. Everyone left. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's phenomenal. <laughs> I, I do have to ask this. You can answer this as carefully as you want, but does it bother you to come into uh, Nissan Stadium and see quite a few opposing fans? And be, um, and be honest, we've yeah. railed on it, so it's it's okay. Yeah, we Safe have, space. We've spent multiple <laughs> podcasts going off about this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. It would be nice to see, yeah, more... Yeah, home fans when we're playing at home. But, I mean, yeah, the support we get is great, I mean, from the city and stuff. I mean, but, yeah, I mean, these teams do have whatever, these dynasties that they're traveling a bunch of fans and they're bringing in a bunch. So, I mean, obviously obviously it's a business standpoint too for, well, the stadium and the team. So, um, but, yeah, no, yeah, it would be nice to kind of see more Titans fans. But, I mean, when we were winning, they were, I mean, it all comes in combination with us doing well and performing. So, I mean, I think that's part of it. And hopefully kind of we – set a standard by this last season and we can kind of improve, keep improving from that. So, I mean, that's, so let me ask that, I guess in reverse, when you're on the road in the playoffs and you see your fan base showing up in the stadium, how does that make you feel? Yeah, no, that's super that's... exciting. Yeah. You just want to <laughs> get behind that all the time and you just, yeah, feel really appreciated for it. And cause you know, they're sticking their neck out to support you. So, I mean, you just want to perform and do your best. No, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I, I watched most every player, go out of their way to try to go up and congratulate fans in Baltimore. I I really was pretty blown away by that. I thought it was really cool. Mm. I could just tell that the team was just feeding off each other. And that's pretty awesome. And then of course you get, you you go home, you get to see videos of the, of the interaction of the players going to the locker room, the hugs that Vrabel is giving you all. So no, Mm -hmm. it's, that's, it's pretty, pretty awesome to see. The um, when the field caught on fire during that first <laughs> home game, what was your reaction? Where were yeah. you? What was going on through your head? I forgot all about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I think I was on the other side of the bench, but I just uh, felt the heat and then like turned and see yeah. some screaming. And I'm like, "What is? I'm like, this is not a good start to the 2019 season." But yeah, uh, what what um. Which rival of the Titans, uh, the, the Texans, Jaguars, and Colts, do you hate the most? I'd say the Colts probably. Yeah. I feel like we struggle with them the most. And just, yeah, they're always like, yeah, just a tough team and sound and just. When Andrew yeah, it's like, like frustrating going against them. It's frustrating playing yeah. in, um, what is it, uh, uh, Lucas Oil yeah, Stadium. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's like barely any energy there, and like it always feels dead. I'm yeah. like, so yeah, those are. I mean, we want to get them. Did you say of. there's barely an energy in there? <laughs> yeah, you, have you been there? I mean, I have not, but yeah, I, I am. I'm. I find yeah. any route I can to rail on that fan base because I feel like it's very <laughs> yeah. corporate. But actually, and stale. I found something out the other day is that 
they built that stadium with the intent to like hold these like marching band like competitions yeah. uh, so they made like the sounding in it like just it wouldn't uh, be as loud in there so for like the bands ends. to be on the field so that's what i've heard like i don't know if that's a rumor actually but are you saying they pump crowd noise into the stadium no what do you say no, no, so, <laughs> yeah. no it's it's kind of yeah, like, so quiet it's quiet in yeah. there just because they don't yeah it's this, not is, like where, a this is where produce. the marching band dork and me gets to shine yeah <laughs> so we used to go to uh, competitions called bands of america most of a war in indianapolis it's, it's funny you say that because I, I actually didn't know this yeah the worst thing in the world is playing in an nfl stadium because the way the sound bounces back and forth they you can't you loud. can't hear what you're playing yeah so i think that was the yeah method. you're hearing so things that are echoing back to you second and a half two seconds later it's gotcha. miserable it you is eerily quiet during the combine too i know it's like not a yeah, loud environment yeah, but yeah. i mean it's like eerily quiet yeah. in there. Yeah, if so, you guys got a chance to go there, I mean, yeah. So they need to hang it. another banner that says most passive-aggressive crowd <laughs> fan base in the <laughs> <NFC> South. <laughs> when, when Andrew Luck retired, was there like kind of like a ah, sigh of relief from the Titans, or did, were they more like, I wanted to I beat mean, that guy a couple more times? Yeah, I think that was part of it, and we kind of yeah. just like, yeah, just like respected his decision as like an athlete and all yeah. that like rehab that he goes through and we're like wow he actually like kind of stepped away from me like that early and it was just impressive to see and yeah yeah and then it was even more impressive to see the Colts kind of give him the rest of his contract and like yeah kind of not yeah. give him a hard time about that because sure. we're usually whatever just you know like they don't treat us they treat us terrible or whatever we want more and then like to yeah. see that kind of organization turn around and kind of give him that money and respecting his decision was cool to see for the for the league did yeah. you do any of the draft festivities last year here in nashville or anything did you because i, I mean it was yeah. a pretty cool thing that amy was, got yeah. done and we we love amy so we're, yeah. we're big amy supporters yeah no so. yeah we got there yeah we went to i think the titans rented out like whiskey row so we went yeah. there to watch like the first round on thursday and yeah it was crazy seeing all the people yeah. i mean i remember one of my first like events here in nashville when i first got here in like april of whatever two years ago was cma fest and i was like amazed oh by God. that yeah. it's like i'm not a big country music <laughs> yeah. fan but like everyone's like you have to go at cma fest i'm like all right i'll go down to broadway and like it was crazy but seeing how the draft like turned out like it was like yeah. 10 times more than that and so yeah it was pretty impressive so yeah. over under a number tractor trailer hot tub monstrosity things that you've ridden in down broadway <laughs> none <laughs> have, you, have yeah. you done a pedal tavern or anything no i haven't no? done that yeah, yeah good yeah, yeah you don't want to do away. One of those. I know. Everyone that comes visit wants to do it. I'm like, please don't. Or don't make me do it. I'm not doing it. You guys can do it yourself. But yeah. So no pedal tavern sponsorships, obviously, now. Just Dasano's. Yeah, I just ruined just that. Dasano, I just ruined that. Yeah. Just Dasano's sometimes as good as New Jersey's yeah. pizza. Almost you know? as good as Jersey. Yeah, it's a lot, of, yeah, a lot of sponsorships out of this one. <laughs> out of, uh, besides this one, what's your favorite episode of Football and Other F-Words? <laughs> This one. <laughs> well, it has been so good. It yeah. is like, you know, yeah. one, two, and three. So yeah. speaking of podcasts. You just got to listen to Jay on Brown's, right? The oh, draft yeah. one? You've got to. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to. Yeah. you got to find out what kind of like puzzle yeah. competition you have going on. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of Game of Thrones talk on that one. A lot of oh, Game really? of Thrones. A lot of Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, I did. I did. So last season, what'd you think? Yeah. A little disappointed, I think. Like yeah. everyone else was kind of rushed and. Very much Kind of so. didn't give it enough, like. But I mean, yeah, there were some pretty cool episodes, like that last fight and everything. With the, of course, the North yeah. and stuff was cool. But yeah, there was definitely a, just a few things that were too rushed and not kind of given enough time to kind of play yeah. out. I felt like but, they yeah. just want to wrap it up, roll credits, and let's get out of here. I was, yeah, I was so no, disappointed. I had, I had that. that feeling too. I know because yeah. it's such such a huge build up to that last season, and then kind of unfortunate <laughs> to see it like that. But yeah. no, I still enjoyed the show. So speaking of podcasts, busting with the boys. Have you been invited on the bus? 
I have not. I have not and, been and personally invited. And yet. why not? I know. I thought I was pretty good friends with Taylor. He invited me to Christmas, Thanksgiving, my <laughs> first year, but not busting with the boys yet. So I don't know what I got to do. Uh, well, do, you, do you think everybody else yeah. asked to go on? Do you think they're like, hey, get me on? Or do yeah, you think they're yes or no. He yeah. said we have to give them like, like pitch them something we want to like kind of talk about, like, yeah. I guess. Okay. So I think that's his like kind of, yeah. So, so he can't just like go on because you're a Titans player. It's more like, I don't know. You got to. Yeah, he said you want to like pitch him some kind of story or something interesting. You, you should pitch him puzzles. Y'all, yes, y'all work, y'all because they videotape their podcast, so y'all work a puzzle together. Actually, and get drunk, work the puzzle. I like together. that yeah. idea. So gra- simple puzzles, hundred pieces, right? Yep. As low as possible, fifty to hundred. Yeah, especially Have for a Will. stack of them next. To you. <laughs> and as they're videotaping, you're doing the podcast. They need to be working on puzzles. See how many you get done. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Get it. like those twenty-five piece puzzles. But like, have a, everybody out. has a bottle of whatever you yeah. drink. You know, I'm thinking of bringing Jayon on there. We get the same puzzle. Oh, I like this idea. I'm, I'm all about the competition. Yeah, yeah. I like absolutely. This idea. Yeah, we need yeah. to set this straight. You need like boxes of like 25 pieces or 100 piece puzzles, and you just like you're talking. They're asking you questions. Will and Taylor are asking you questions, and then you guys are just trying to get the many puzzles done before the episodes <laughs> in. All it, right, yeah, that'll be my pitch. I'll see. See it, what he says. It'd be solid, and and it'd be good for the YouTube version, the the video version that yeah. they put out there. And so. y'all have Desano's Pizza. But you take the pedal tavern there. Gotcha. We we just fixed we fixed your yeah, sponsorship problems. <laughs> Were you surprised when Vrabel goes on and just decides on Mike that he's going to tell people he's going to chop the unit? Yeah, yeah, no, I was yeah when I heard all the news on that and saw all the posts and memes about that. I mean, but yeah, I think it'd be funnier was seeing all those come back during the AFC championship. Oh, yeah, yeah, of like, yeah. is this going to happen? Like, <laughs> How often did like, that get brought up as the playoff run is going in the locker room? Yeah, I mean. I think not so much in a playoff, but we had like, like during um, like the rookie skits and stuff we do. Like that was like you know, a focal point of a lot of the jokes. Can you elaborate on any of the rookie skits, or is that privileged information? Yeah, I mean, no. I was thinking it was just. Yeah, I don't know if I'm really allowed to say. Or kind of going down. <laughs> yeah. but best Peter, best Peter one talk about the CBA boards. Best rookie yeah. skit. You don't have to tell what it was, but best rookie skit you've seen in two years. It's hard because they're kind of like personal to like the, like the culture. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think, just, I think a good one. It? Yeah, who I'll explain it. it. Um, you don't have to explain it. I mean, yeah, that's right. has, No, it was, we don't we had, get like, you trouble. We had like a visualizer coach. Yeah. Trying to help us like visualize our plays, <laughs> and yeah, he talked about us like visualizing like showering and like <laughs> and that just like went south like real far. <laughs> and like there was a huge skit about him visualizing a lot of. <laughs> So it's like a big joke in the like. We, yeah, that's fantastic. We won't delve into the subject matter because I don't want to take the podcast this this direction. But in all seriousness, <laughs> last year draft in April, go look up our podcast and listen to the direction that Will Compton took it. Oh he yeah, his would you rather's. He derailed our podcast yeah. oh with God. would you rather's yeah. that were the most sexually explicit. Like I, I was asking my family members not to listen to it because I really did not want yeah. to hear people. And that one's still on air. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It's out there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's out there. And, and my mom does listen to the podcast yeah. and there was one that he asked, he asked me, it that, was mom specific. It was, it was mom specific. It was not good. It was, no. I, yeah, no, I'm still apologizing. No. So that's, so, so thank you to Will for that one. Yeah. So, um, I, I really fully expect to see you demand your way onto that bus and we're going to do everything we can on Twitter <laughs> yeah. to make sure that that happens. Yeah. Cause yeah, I got to see that interview. bus. Yeah. That's for, right. For, 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 for bus. bus. <laughs> oh, man. man, we, we really, uh, 
really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, appreciate course, that. Yeah, awesome. definitely. Oh, should I start the music now? Is I that mean, what you're you, saying? You, don't, you don't you don't have to start okay. the music. I mean, if y'all have got any more questions, we I guess I got. Would you rather? Okay. Would you rather get punched in the face by Mike Tyson or kicked in the nuts by Brett Kern? Mike Tyson. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Some respect for the punter. Yeah. yeah. The MV punter. Punt, punt, I mean, punt yeah. respect. Man, yeah. you know Kern's going to be as accurate as possible. <laughs> he, yeah, he's I still gonna, haven't had kids yet, so. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, he's going to do, do everything he can yeah, to crush everything. could do some plastic everything. surgery on the face or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's any coming back from. <laughs> the, I've, heard, I've heard Kern's a baller, too. Is he, is he a good basketball yeah, player? Yeah, I heard that he plays basketball. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got to talk to him. Yeah. I know he's a golf, but he golfs a ton. He did oh, does the, he? um, He's a big puzzler, too. He's done five games. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't actually. <laughs> Midday 180, a local uh, radio show here, does a like a horse competition every year. And he apparently shows up and just kills it. Yeah. Kurt, a what? A what competition? Horse, you know. What does you, that mean? You shoot, you shoot the basketball like around. You have oh, horse. Yeah, yeah. First I, I, yeah, yeah, I was thinking riding a horse, and then you say <laughs> like you could go out there and shoot. <laughs> yeah. like the horse? Shoot the horse? Yeah. <laughs> We're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder he's looking to be like a psychopath. Like these like, people. What are, are you talking Kern, about? Kern is shooting animals. What? What do I not know about is this he man? A horse hunter. <laughs> and he's really good at puzzles too. No, yeah. um, day one eighty, taking down horses since two thousand six or whenever they started. Um, but more importantly, before we wrap this up, do you have any questions for us? <laughs> no, I think we, yeah. You, I you, you'll yeah. find out everything about us you want to know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about what video games are you guys into? All right. You brought it up. Or, uh, I, or board I, games. Or I play whatever, yeah. uh, Halo. I used to play Halo. So I just got into this uh, beta for Xbox. Do you play Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox. Yeah. So there's a beta for your phone for uh, Android devices and iPhones where you can actually take this thing that you hook your phone up to hook it up to your controller and just play like kind of like a Game Boy all the way around the house for $15 is that thing and the beta for the app so is So it's like free. a Switch kind of adapter? Kind of like a yeah. Switch. Think yeah. like that and it's 80 phone? free games and what? they're actually legit games and uh, I, the guy that sold me the $15 little device was like uh, uh, playing Halo so I'm a big Halo guy but okay. I like Halo, Rocket League, Call of Duty. You're Rocket League? Yeah. What, what rank are you? Oh, I haven't played. I haven't turned oh, on my man. Xbox in a year. I, uh, <laughs> I played for the first time in the Microsoft Store yesterday in a long time. And I was like, "Yeah, I gotta get back into Rocket League." Gotcha. We do. Uh, we do have a group of friends that's very into. Yeah, Rocket I play League. Rocket League multiple times yeah. a week. Really? Now I'm not ranked competitively. I think I'm just like a 85 experience level or something. But I play. Okay. Two or three that's nights a week. Big. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah I mostly been, play I've goalie. That. Goalie. Uh, I, I know. I mostly I lay back and keep the ball over the center line. Is I can't be responsible enough to the score or anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I, every now and then I I take my shot, but I'm mostly the guy just trying to keep the ball up front. All right, yeah. I respect it. I respect it. Are you ranked but online? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to lead into? Yeah, here? a little bit. Is this a oh, little humble brag situation? Like, yeah, I mean <laughs> no, that's, that's been my since I gave up FIFA. I've kind of trend. Yeah. I transferred over to yeah. Rocket League a bit more. That's a lot so better than FIFA, to be honest. I think you. so. I got that, too yeah. frustrated with the CPU. Yeah. And, just things happen that I wasn't controlling. So now Rocket League, you have full control over, full frustration when I mess up. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. But do you yeah, talk? So that's what I've been playing. With. Do you talk to people online? Do you put the headset on? No, I don't. Good, I don't. Good for you. It's yeah. like staying off Twitter. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I usually play with my brother or some other friends. So yeah, yeah. We'll just be talking. No, to each other nothing like hearing of. a twelve-year-old describe your extended family's anatomy <laughs> online. That's always a blast. Yeah. I. Uh, no, Rocket League's a blast. I, I can't get enough of that. I, if I usually I pl- I'll play like a nice single player game and then a multiplayer. Right now, Rocket League has my attention. I was playing a lot of Battlefield Five, but my buddies don't want to play. 
So, <laughs> uh, you know, can't, can't be on there playing that alone, but yeah, most of Well, right. I mean, you could. You just don't want to. I just don't want to. Okay. That's a, that's a sad existence. Is that the one play. where I just rode around the horse and just just screaming that I was on the horse? No, that was Barbie's Horse Adventure. That oh, was, was really it? weird, dude. No. That was Midday 180. That was Midday 180. That was the horse yeah. shooting thing. <laughs> I wonder why my horse suddenly fell. because Brett Kern shot it. <laughs> um, that's that's everything we want to bug you about. We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. been a blast. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Well, awesome. Zach, give us some uh, outro out music outro. and I'll, uh, I'll tell our tell our people what I usually tell them. It's been Football and Other F-Words. We're sorry that we've uh, left you alone for so long with your own devices, but we're back. Season three or technically season two, whatever you want to call 5, it. 2.5. Respect, respect the half. You know how to follow us. We're on Twitter. Wherever you subscribe to podcasts, Football and Other F-Words, add F-Words Pod on Twitter. For Zach, Mike Miracles, myself, and Anthony Ferkser, thank you for coming on again, sir. You have just been effed.